0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors! What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Okay. Before we get to the podcast, we have to have a family meeting. Rachel teases Oh this. no,
1: this is the podcast.
0: What? The family the the family meeting is the podcast? It's a part of it. It's a part of it. Okay. Let's let's have it, Rach. Family meeting time. I did you. I already
1: know the answer to this.
0: <laughs> what?
1: So, no, I'm not even gonna go there.
0: Wait wait wait. No, wait, 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 So we're gonna get we're gonna skip the pleasantries. Rachel's mad. She's upset, and she wants to she wants to get it off her chest right now.
1: I'm not mad. She are mad is a strong word. Mm. I am. So if you were if you didn't tune in last week at the end of last episode, I had to leave because one of us was on time to the podcast and one of us was 30 minutes late. Mm-hmm. So Van decided to take it upon himself to answer the mailback questions, which I personally thought was really great because we skipped it. The podcast before we want to give the people what they want. You guys Mail take back. the time to submit your questions. Mm-hmm. So Van was like, I'm going to do this. And I thought, why not? Never in my wildest dreams, did I think that Van would take the opportunity to then answer for me mm. on the podcast.
2: Mm.
1: Now, this is why we're having a family meeting. You know, this, this came a little sooner than I thought. You know, every once in a while, you gotta gather the family up, have a talk, because things seem to be off track.
0: Right. And we, as we, I listened we, we to we never the did bag, this. By the way, this was something that you guys did. I, I never, we never had family meetings, so uh, this is new to me. This is exciting.
1: Yeah, that's why I said I'm not going to ask
0: because I knew the answer.
1: <laughs> we had family meetings, right? I never, we
0: never had a family meeting. This is when great. the
1: family is messed up. When things aren't right, you got to sit down and you got to air out your grievances so the family can get back to to what it is mm-hmm. right. And right now, the Higher Learning family is off track, mm. and I tell you why. At this time, if you haven't already, go back and listen to the mailbag. Now come back. Okay, welcome back. (laughs) You know, Van, you're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. And I know you know how to be funny without putting someone down in the process. Mm. I know you can do it because you've done it before. It was cute. When you said that I didn't, or what group I would want to see perform, or whatever it was that I never did, it's cute that you said the Backstreet Boys. You were mm. wrong, by the way. What it's it, cute that it you included be? my family and you took us all on a road trip down oh, to Orlando. Orlando. Mm-hmm. And imagine how we would spend our time at a Backstreet Boys concert. That was cute. Yeah, it was funny. Then you took a left turn. I don't even know what the second question was. Left. We got to talk. We got to talk about the third.
0: What was the third? What was the second? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't remember the second. Okay. Don't
1: remember the second because I'm still on, I'm on the third. Mm -hmm. The third question was, uh, what's something you wish you knew better? Mm. I'm paraphrasing here. What's something you wish you understood or you knew how to do? And for me, for yourself, you chose music. Mm -hmm. Fair answer. For me, you chose the black experience. Yes. I had a lot of people write me about this.
0: What did they say? A lot
1: of people complain. And a lot of people were upset because they feel like you constantly come at me out the side of your neck.
0: About, a lot of people about do. About blackness and stuff?
1: About blackness. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel like you disrespect me, you respect. You disrespect my upbringing, and you disrespect my family. Now I know how to take a joke, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta come at me with some new material. Oh, I wanna make fun of Rachel's blackness. I've been there, I've done that. That's That's something I've experienced my entire life. But what I've, it is, it is. I will write about it in my book. Hmm. Is it interesting? Because it's still happening to me and I'm 36. Is it interesting? Then? Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: I think it's interesting.
1: Why? Because you do it to me.
0: Well, I think it's interesting because it, it, that means it's a sore spot.
1: It is a sore spot. Right. Because I And we've kind of touched on it on this mm-hmm. podcast, not necessarily with me, but for some reason, because I grew up in a different way than you did, that somehow waters down my blackness, which I think is a very unfair assessment to make. We do an entire podcast about the culture about, about being black and how all these things intersect with that. But somehow, because I grew up privileged or I went to private school or I talk proper or because my dad's mm. a federal judge, somehow that waters down my blackness and mm. makes me not appreciate or understand the black experience. Mm. Like it's some sort of punishment because my first generation college parents who were college students, first generation college students who worked to give me a, a certain lifestyle that i have somehow that uh, that separates me from blackness like mm. your black is better than my black which is so unfair because i experience blackness just because of the fact that i'm black mm. so just cuz i grew up in a different way from you doesn't doesn't take away my black experience and i think it's i don't think it's either cute or funny when you make that joke
0: hmm. okay so a couple of things here the first thing is an apology i'm sorry If I knew Mm -hmm. that it was a sore spot, I wouldn't do it. So I apologize. Mm -hmm. Number two, both of my parents went to college. Both of my parents, like both of my parents went to college. Yeah. Um, My like I was I came up in the gifted program with all white people Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. everywhere. I went because of the way I talk, because of the way that I act, because of who I was around, where I didn't go, what I didn't do. I had people say the same thing.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: the people that I was around. Like the teasing that we did to one another, the way that we joked with one another, there's no possible way that I would take any of that stuff seriously. The people that are on the podcast that are hitting you up going that van is disrespecting you and disrespecting your family. I don't have to disrespect anybody or disrespect you or disrespect. I don't have to make jokes about any of it. Rachel, your dad came on the podcast. If we're being real and dressed Mm -hmm. me down for an hour Mm -hmm. for a whole hour. And I made a big joke out of it. There are a lot of people that would have been super uncomfortable with being chastised by the parent of their podcast partner on the podcast for as long as that happened. But what did I do? The he same thing.
1: you the whole he time he
0: absolutely man. did like well, he apt he, ab- he absolutely to a point to where i was wondering like when is he going to stop like you, i gotta I, go
1: back and listen to it because i don't remember all that well, i mean that like, well, well, definitely course. came on and talked to you about cursing but also talked about how you don't have to do that but, to get your point across but at
0: a but at a but at a point though it was a, at a point though so this is my thing so at a point though it was a situation to where i'm like hey I'm in a situation where I'm on a show that I'm host, I'm hosting and mm-hmm. uh, co-hosting. And I have a, a, a guest parent like telling me about myself. All right. Mm-hmm. So which I
1: told you he wanted to come on and do,
0: which I gave him the latitude to do. You totally did. So, so for me, my thing is if, and, and, and this is, and I'm being honest about this for like, I won't do that anymore. That's a sore spot, but, to me, we're being a little sensitive right now and and, wow. and, and I, I, I really do think I, we're being a little sensitive right now and, the re- okay. and, and and the reason why is because you know damn well I'm just playing.
1: No, 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 no. See, that, this is this is where, first of all, you can't give me an apology and then tell me that I'm being sensitive. Van, you always ridicule me on the podcast. And I like literally every podcast, you make a joke about something that I did. That's Cosby show esque or white. And I never say anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's a joke. And I know that every pod, literally every podcast. I'm fine with that, that doesn't bother me. But I think what triggered me was when you talked about the black experience, cause it's like, okay, I'm not even there to, maybe cause I wasn't there to defend myself, Mm -hmm. right? If you had said it, like you do normally and you talk and you you joke with me and I'm there to go back at it but it just lived there without me having to say something and it is a sore spot for me because I've constantly been told that but don't say it's the least black thing I've done because you gave a rundown of how you grew up but what I never do to you is question your blackness you constantly question mine whether you're joking or not you mm-hmm. do it right so- and that's I, I wasn't even necessarily coming for an apology I just was like this is what I did get to do last week which i would have came at you the same way well
0: well if you if you if you bring it to me like you're bringing it to me which is fair and like completely you're going to get an apology because it's not that big of a deal it's not something that i have to do it's not something that i will do but the like the community that i come from we can fuck with each other and people and and people our whole podcast is fucking with each other so i'm trying to figure out what's the difference now because it's not a
1: personal attack like that. And I hmm. and, and you're right. I am I am more sensitive to it for sure. And I'm telling you if I had been on the podcast, it probably would have been a totally different thing for me. But and maybe I'm more defensive too because because ever since I've been in the public eye, my my blackness has been questioned even more so because I went on a predominantly white show. I, I went on a bachelor, The Bachelor where there was a white guy there. Mm-hmm. Then I went on and married a guy who's Latino, but white passing. Mm-hmm. So people constantly just judge me, which you even said when we got, I don't even know if you said it when we got started or right before we started, that you're like, yeah, 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 black experience over the last four years. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you're like, as mm. if my life started four years ago, which it didn't. So I feel like I'm constantly in the defense of trying to tell people how I lived 31 years of my life when they just met me for the last four or five now five. So yeah, it's a sore spot for sure. Mm. But I guess I just don't like, it would have been different. Like you said, you joked about you wanted to see Prince who I have seen at concert and I, and you said, I wanted to go see the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. You're basically, you're basically fucking with me then and calling me and, 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 Like questioning my blackness there. That's fine. I Mm -hmm. don't care about that. But don't take away from my black experience. Maybe it's the word experience. Maybe it's the word experience that's
0: getting me. I won't take away from your black experience. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment. So it's important to take care of them.
2: I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car?
0: To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: What I will tell you is like, and we're two different people. I was on TMZ for nine years. Yeah. Nine years. I've been called every Uncle Tom that you could be called. I've been called Uncle Toms by Black people who are so important, who have done so much that it would be Breathtaking to most people to have to endure those insults the reality is this for me and this is a difference for me you can fuck with me about anything like if i know that something is a sore spot for somebody i won't touch it and and, and, and to be and to be real with you the 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 if i would have known in the past that that was a sore spot for you i wouldn't do it Cause it's not Nothing
1: you've ever done has bothered me. Like people were like, "Oh, people, people always say stuff to me when you when you joke about that." That doesn't bother me. Like right. I'm, I'm well, so. And, and,
0: and our our audience is very sensitive. Just to be honest with you, yes, our audience, they are. Our audience, That's just our audience, the world now. Our audience is incredibly. I love the thought warriors, but they're incredibly sensitive. And sometimes I'm just fucking around. But if that's not the podcast and that's not the podcast.
1: No, that is the podcast. D- don't you now go to a place oh, where you're no. like Oh no 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 uh, no 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 no. But, let me no, no, ask no, no. You but I understand let me ask you boundaries this. very well. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Why did you ask me if I was mad? I hadn't said anything to you.
0: Uh, because Why I knew. You- I knew that you were
1: no, why? Because nothing had happened. No, I,
0: you said you said that you said on the uh, on the text that your feelings were hurt and that we had to have a family meeting. About I was it.
1: actually no, no, no. The family meeting came after you asked me if I was mad because I was. You were. You texted. I texted, that, texted you
0: go, to. I texted you to check on My sister had it.
1: already told me to listen to the podcast. My sister actually found it funny. My sister already listened to it. She was like, "Oh, listen to it." Then you said that I was like, oh, "I'm flying. I can't listen to it right now." Mm-hmm. I listened to it and I go. I'm going to say, I said, I have, I listened and I have thoughts. And then I was like, I'm going to tell him my feelings are hurt. Then when you text me, you're like, are you mad at me? Mm-hmm. And you called me. I was like, oh, he's concerned. Of course. And at first I was like, at first I was like, oh, I'm just going to fuck with him. And I was like, we got to have a family meeting. Then I really started to, I went back and I listened to it again. And I started to think about it. You got amped and up by the people is what happened. I started to fester. The stalker no, is
0: amped you up is what happened.
1: No, uh, it, to be honest, it, it really is. I, I swear if you had used any other word, I think it, it's just a sore spot for me. That's it it's just a sore spot
0: okay so this is the thing now um i'm not going to pour salt in wounds i don't know how people in black black people in dallas act or black people in tallahassee act stop, they might get super a- they might get super upset whenever something brings up where i'm from we jones about it baby we get it in like you know how many times they call me a white boy but it's different so what well, like what well, what i'll say is this but I that's am, not
1: it, it is I, I don't th- think you're getting it i get called a white girl all the time right. you make jokes about me being white or white ish right. white adjacent on every podcast right. i've never said anything okay i've never said anything
0: mm.
1: i don't think i like i i
0: know no, no i get it i get it's it it's
1: all good no, it's all good no
0: i get it no i get it no seriously no it's not all good it'll be all good when it's actually all good so like it's not all good this was particular because you felt like I said you didn't have the black experience do like,
1: people question your blackness now? no, they still do mine there's the difference
0: right they but you know why they don't- question my blackness anymore why there and there's a couple of reasons why only because of the kanye thing they, but but, the, but it doesn 't matter why they I, just don't I know they like and they still and, do and, and by, but I'll tell you something else. there are people who when you say people i, f- I assume you mean the majority of people. There there are still people who question my blackness. Like there are still people that say that even now that because I work on the ringer and that like I work for Bill and that all of that stuff, there are people Joe Budden did that. Joe Budden did that. Like Joe so Budden. but, but, but whoa, 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 wait a second. Wait a second, down, Wait a second. Don't downplay that. That is a gigantic large platform where a guy went on his platform and said that I have that I was whitewashed. And that they had took me and put me under Bill Simmons. Do you know what I did with that? I fucking ignored it. And the reason why I ignored it is because I don't give a fuck what Joe thinks about my blackness. Me and him talked about it. We're cool. I don't give a fuck what Joe thinks about my blackness. I don't give a fuck what the entirety of the Joe Budden podcast audience thinks about my blackness. God bless a Massive fan base. You want to say I'm white. I'm whitewashed. I'm tokenized. Whatever give a fuck about that like in a real way i don't care i spent i i spent that. nine years caring about what everybody thought about me but having said all of that what i'm not going to do ever ever is uh grind salt in a wound about somebody that i care about and i care about you deeply so i won't do that again I won't. Those which, jokes don't have to be made. Which is why
1: your opinion would matter to me, and if Joe Budden said it about me, it wouldn't. Nah,
0: you go at that because- nigga if you said it. You get them Well that's
1: well, we, that's you, you also my personality. Yeah. That's my personality, sure. But I care about what you think. Mm-hmm. And this is why you have a family meeting. Right. Welcome to welcome to a Cosby like show esque family meeting. This is what this is what you do. This let me is what tell you, you let me
0: tell you what's better than having a family meeting. It's what we used to do in my family. You know what we used to do? What? We used what? to like just not talk about it until it festers and then your parents get divorced that's a better that's, that's like a that's better option so like dark. my parents would like ooh, stuff would happen you know me and my dad can't talk on the phone now and that's a better way you know like i'm telling you I, divorce is the answer so my parents had all of these problems and they would never talk about them and then one day mom was like i gotta move out and i was like what i was like oh shit she's really leaving and then that was that that's better than the family meetings those suck let me, let me ask you a question. Did you next guys next time I'll
1: just quit the podcast. <laughs> According to that logic, right. I'm out.
0: <laughs> that would be so hilarious if like they popped up. Yo 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 yo, thought warriors. What's up? It is I, Van Lathan, and it's me, Trudy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but um, were there any other things that like- No, um,
1: we're all good. Any other we're stuff? We're all good.
0: Can I still make fun of uh, the you judge? You can make fun of the judge. You can make fun Christian? of the
1: judge. You can make fun of the religion. You can make fun of that, you know, I'll go to a Backstreet Boys. You can make fun of all of that. Just, you know.
0: You know what the crazy thing is? I've seen the Backstreet Boys and I never saw Prince. I've seen the Backstreet Boys twice.
1: I've seen both. My answer would have been Michael Jackson to that.
0: Really? Then I, you FYI. get to see white people and black people at the same time you get to see a guy as, <laughs> he does both um by the way we have to litigate the michael jackson thing have we talked about it now nah, we gotta do a whole podcast on it i'm seriously i want to do like a whole podcast on the entire why are you why
1: it's just so why are you, why, why
0: why though why can't we talk about this like it, no
1: we can talk about it i Maybe I'm blowing it up. Maybe it's not as controversial as I think it is, but I, I don't know. Ever since I watched the chase, what is it, Chasing Neverland, Finding Neverland? I've been messed up ever since. I've been messed up. <laughs>
0: so look, I'm I'm proposing something. I'm proposing that every couple of months we do what's called no. a high, seriously a higher learning deep dive, where we take one thing oh, like this okay. and we do like an hour a hour thirty podcast and just give all the people all the information because there's still so much shit that people say like when i post something about uh michael jackson and the fact that i don't feel that it's like weird listening to michael you know people come back and say like you know all of those guys lied and i got proof that they lied and i'm like damn is that true and i haven't really done enough research to go in there but we should do this yeah
1: yeah no there was something new that that i think maybe out on a post that you did okay okay i like this right i like this there's a documentary. Okay, we'll get into that later. Yes, we'll do a deep dive. Michael Jackson Episode 1.
0: So let's 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 so let's do a couple of uh let's so we do Michael Jackson Episode 1 and then the second one could be your upbringing.
1: My upbringing works. Number 2. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. thought you were going to say UFOs. Oh my god. That's like really taking that's like really taking flight.
0: Rachel, what are no. you going to do when the UFOs come to earth? I don't-
1: literally somebody said this to me in the makeup chair i'm telling you ignorance is bliss i don't want to have to worry about this we got too much other stuff it's not real to me until i see it in my face it's not real
0: let me ask you a question do you think that because of jesus that that means there can be no aliens
1: no I a lot of people have been true. telling me
0: that lately that because of jesus there well, could be no but aliens. what are
1: you basing it off of the bible there's a lot of things that are left out of the bible like though. what like what well, i don't...
0: send I... the judge up a building right now
1: well we know that uh, there were other books written that weren't included in the bible right Mm -hmm. there's 66 books but there were other books that were written Mm -hmm. that weren't all included Mm -hmm. what's in it what's in it
0: is there anything in the bible before we move on to topics is there anything in the bible that you don't think is true
1: I got to think about that. Nobody's ever asked me that question before. I'm scared. I'm scared. Wait, 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 wait.
0: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because somebody, somebody wants. This should be your serious question. Somebody, uh, somebody wants. Actually, that's actually not a bad one. I had a different Mm -hmm. one that's really going to, really going to knock your socks off. But (laughs) like somebody came to me one time. They was like, do you believe that Jonah was really inside of a well? (laughs) Wait, is
1: this because of the recent well story?
0: Yeah. Like, do you think that Jonah was really inside of a well? And I was like, I don't
1: know, because the pictures used to have him like sitting at a desk with the lamp on. With the lamp on. See, this is the
0: thing. Wait a second. Wait a second. This is the thing. This is the thing. So I can't believe you just said that, because this is the thing. Wait a minute because the dude was like wait a second wait a second (laughs) my cousin hit me my cousin goes he said because it's not like they showed him in the belly of the whale getting like fucked up by the whale's stomach acids or nothing my brother was like he was in that bitch and he had a recliner and he had light like he had set it up all he's like there's no way that it happened like that and because i don't want to go against the bible i had to be like yo i gotta go i gotta go (laughs) Like, but seriously, like Jonah Jonah, like how did he have electricity
2: it, A couple of
0: whale? trips inside of the well. Hold on. Let me find a picture of Jonah inside the well. Let me find a picture oh of Jonah inside gosh. the well. Oh my gosh. Jonah in the well. Jonah in the well. Uh let me see. Hold on. Images. Well, it's a couple of images in here of Jonah is he
1: sitting at a desk <laughs> well,
0: it's a couple- it's a couple of images in here of Jonah like not having it made, but it's a couple there's one in here where he got like he got a candle on inside the well see what I'm saying see? see like he got a candle inside the well, and the well looks thrilled to have Jonah in there too by the way, which I don't think would happen um anyway all right uh let's take a break okay so um Lil Nas X is back.
1: Yes, he is.
0: He's back, Rachel. Uh, last night, there were the BET Awards. We were taping this on a Monday. This will be out on the Tuesday. Uh, Lil Nas X was at the BET Awards. This is BET. And um, he did Call Me By Your Name. Now, I was actually happy about this performance when I first saw it for one reason. You know why?
1: Remember the time?
0: No. Oh, that's a good Cause yeah, he did bring that back. No, mm-hmm. that's what, but we're mm-hmm. doing a lot of Michael Jackson stuff. I just want to let you know, mm-hmm. like we're going to, well, it's going to be some of our He's thought so words are going to be so mad
1: part of my life. It's hard to let that go. We've
0: already sent them on an emotional journey throughout the first portion of the podcast. <laughs> and now we're triggering them again. No, I was happy because Satan wasn't up there. I was like, <laughs> I, I just knew, I just knew that I was going to be all triggered dealing with the devil and all of that stuff. It's like, I was really happy that Satan wasn't up there. But anyway, he did the performance. Great performance. Uh, Song yeah, was catchy. really good. And then at the end, he kissed the main.
1: He he more than they made out. It mm-hmm. was a steamy kiss.
0: Yeah, kissed the main on his lips. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts?
1: I think I, good for him. Mm. Listen, Lil Nas X is out here living the life that he wants to live. And I love that unapologetically being himself. I had the chance to interview him on the carpet last night. I was out there at the BET Awards. It was hot. It was blazing. I was miserable, but I enjoyed being out there. For culture's biggest night,
0: you left yourself open Black for one. Black ex- what did yourself, I do? What did I say? I'm melting. You're yeah, melting. No, you said you said you were miserable at the BET Awards. You <laughs> left yourself open for one. I'm just saying, I didn't. I'm like, I didn't. I didn't take it. I won't do it. I'm just gonna let you know. <laughs> no, no, no. You left yourself. The open only for way one. that
1: would suck is if you were like they had. You had no business being there.
0: Oh. They well, needed yeah. somebody
1: who could understand the experience. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. That's good. You talking about at, me. Look at how good.
0: Look, that's a good one. Look
1: at you you that's a good one. I've heard it all. Uh, I've heard it all. Um, it's like forehead jokes. Uh, um <laughs> Oh, Lil Nas X. So mm-hmm. I, I, he walked the carpet twice. He did an outfit change. And I loved it. Very dramatic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very much so like, look at me. Because he is out here being himself in a way that he's never been able to be before. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I love that he was dancing. I don't know if we've really seen him dance like that before. He could get it
0: too. He did, did a good job.
1: Yeah. The right. Remember the Times, the Michael Jackson tribute. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I'm going to let y'all see how I how I do it.
0: And he um, did. So I think two things here. I I think one thing, and then I have a question. And since okay. I've started the podcast in the problematic basket, I'm just going to stay there. Uh, so the first thing is this. Um, I think that was the most important performance in BET Awards history.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the okay. BET Awards has Speak had some really important performances. Uh one that comes to mind is Beyonce announcing to the world that she was a solo artist um which set forth a pop career that you know or a pop R&B career that is going to go down as all one of the all-time greats. Been oh. a lot of moments on the BET Awards stage that that meant a lot to a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously after Michael died, there were some amazing performances uh that year. But with the history of BET, sometimes in the past BET have been accused of not having enough programming or not leaning into the diversity that exists in a black community in terms of our LGBTQ community. And Did you
1: say PT?
0: I might have said PT. Because last
1: time you said like XYZ in the middle of it as okay. well.
0: LGBTQ <laughs> plus community. Uh, BT has not, sometimes they've been accused of not giving a big enough platform or highlighting them. Now, some things are happening different. Now, there's some shows over there, and there's definitely been a lot of progress in that area. Mm -hmm. But on its flagship moment, to prominently feature Lil Nas X um, in that way was very, very important. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It, Mm -hmm. to me, was symbolic, and it was BET finally not finally, I don't want to say finally, but b e t making a very intentional decision to put their arms around the community and say, "Hey," and the ovation that it got from the crowd, it was just a very, very affirming moment, yeah, um, and I thought for that reason, in terms of moving a step forward, moving two steps forward, three steps forward, uh it was the most important performance that I've actually ever seen on that stage for that reason mm. yeah, um yeah, when
1: I hear you say it that way, absolutely.
0: I agree with you. Number two. Uh oh. And I'm asking this question with all, with vulnerability, with honesty, with everything. How do I get over the slight uncomfortability that I feel at seeing two men kiss?
1: Well, that's not a question I can answer. What
0: it, it the me, the fact that I look at it and a part of my body still tenses up is it brings me a lot of shame.
1: I I I think can I ask you can I ask you is it because they were black?
0: No, it's okay. It's it's not because they are black. It's because it, it something still says weird.
1: Can I just say that that's an honest thing, very honest for you to say that a lot of people would not admit to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the reason is, is because it's not normalized yet. Sure, being gay is is way more accepted than it was decades ago. But seeing relationships play out in front of us and on television and in pop culture between men, women, it is there. It's more normalized. But for men, it's not. And so I think There comes a time when 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 things have have become more normalized in our society that at a time they weren't like, you know, women kissing or um, just a a relationship between two people from the community or even sex. Right. There was a time when sex was taboo and it made people clutch their pearls because they had not seen it that way uh, in such immersed in our pop culture. But and I think that that's why it is that for you, because we don't see that every day. You don't mm. see men kissing on television every day. Mm. So that's probably why you have that reaction because for so long, and especially in our community, we've been told that that's not right. Mm. Mm. We've been told that that's not normal. And I know, I know that's not what you believe, but be, when you when that's been ingrained in, in your subconscious or whatever for such a long time, when you see it, I, I do think it's very honest for you to say that that's the reaction that you have. And it explains why we need to see more of it. To normalize it so the next generation Doesn't have that same type of reaction
0: It so When I first got out to LA I saw something that I had never Really seen before With you know sharing my community With uh, my gay Brothers and my lesbian sisters I saw And this was This was very important I saw something I saw lovingness Between same-sex couples mm-hmm. so i think one of the the main things that sort of gets in the way of people's understanding of these things is that they think that this is just about sex they think this is just about That's a good point who you want to fuck all right mm-hmm. straight people want to fuck uh the opposite sex gay people want to fuck the same sex and some people want to fuck everybody. It's just about sex. So when it's just about sex, it becomes very sort of uh, uh, primal and debased almost. And it becomes it's something that's easy to make lustful and lewd and and tawdry in a way. When you make any relationship just about sex, especially one that you think is taboo. But I remember, and this is gonna sound so bad, but I remember being at a function with one of my friends, and his boyfriend came around and just like put his hand on the back of his neck and was just like rubbing the back of his neck. This was like 2006 or seven and was just rubbing the back of his neck as he was talking. And it dawned on me like at 26, I was like, these guys are in love. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't like these guys are, this is much deeper than I had been led to believe that it is like these guys like, they love to see one another when somebody gets off a plane from a long trip. They argue about bills that they share. They're they, like us. They, I mean, this sounds so crazy, but I was like, yeah. Like, and then I was like, well, damn. <laughs> That's
1: because I, you're I, programmed I, to think I, a certain way. Like
0: I thought that two guys cruised around and and they, the only other time I'd actually seen this was when Pedro Zamora got married on the real world season two you know? Mm. And I remember, wow, like marriage or union. And it's not something that anybody was hiding. Cause anytime you make somebody hide something, like it seems a little bit more illicit. Mm-hmm. Anytime mm-hmm. somebody hides something like Kalika used to get mad about me and porn. She used to be like, just watch the porn. It was like, why? Because when you hide the porn, it makes me feel like there is something right. to hide. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know. But despite all of that, at 41 years old, I watched the kiss and then just something goes, not that I go, ew, or nasty, or I change the channel, but something tenses up like two guys kissing, two guys kissing.
1: You're not S- used to it. Still, still. You're not used to it. But I think you sharing what you just shared, um, may somebody may be feeling the same way that you are and it may help them, right? They're not any different from us just because they love in a, in a way that's different from you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they love in the same way, just with different parts.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. You know what I mean. I mean, like, they don't have the same type of relationship that you have, is what I meant. Not like... I mean, like same same sex versus heterosexual. I don't know. This is sounding bad. I mean, Dude, I,
0: you're sounding like Mike Pence is what it's sounding like. Oh so no!
1: Like no. <laughs> y'all know, y'all know my we heart. Sound, well, actually, we sound
0: like <laughs> two that. Mike. We sound like two Mike Pence's, right? No, now.
1: we don't. We're
0: like we're gonna I change, didn't change it. We're gonna change it. I sat there like <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> I sat there like this. I um, didn't
0: tense. I didn't tense, man. You tense homophobic him. bastard. All right, um, uh not so good news out of the state of Arkansas. We talked a little bit about uh, something that had gone down with the police encounter in Arkansas a couple of weeks ago where a a state trooper had used the pit maneuver on a woman who turned out to be pregnant and turned her car over in Arkansas. Something else that woman was able to survive and uh, her baby survived as well. We're going to bring updates on that case pretty soon, but something happened that uh, was unfortunately a little bit more lethal. There was a police involved shooting in Arkansas um and uh, this one is bad. Okay, uh, Hunter Britton. It was a seventeen-year-old man who, seventeen-year-old boy, yeah, seventeen-year-old kid, was pulled over for a traffic stop. Uh, not too long ago, around three a.m., he was at a local auto shop. All right, now Hunter was had been all night long. He had been working on his car and trying to get his transmission to. Uh, fixed so that he could get up and go to work in the morning. Apparently, he uh, was still having trouble with his transmission. He could not get his car to stop rolling back. Um, according to somebody who was there with Hunter in, in the in the driver's seat, he got out and tried to put something behind the car to to stop it from rolling back. And when he did that, according to uh somebody at the scene, Hunter was shot and he is now dead. Now, uh, authorities have said that Hunter. Uh, they got a call that Hunter was in the woods shooting at cops uh, before this. Um, as far we have no confirmation whether or not that's true. Hunter's uncle said that that definitely was not true. That he had been up all night working on his car, trying to get his car ready so he could go to work in the morning. Um, here's an interesting thing about this story. Said eh, not so much interesting. Hunter's white, right? Hunter's a white kid. Okay. Um. And so because he's white, it automatically sort of divorces one of the main sort of themes that we've seen seen in these police shootings, which is white officer, black kid, or even black officer, black kid, uh, or whatever. And it puts the, the onus here squarely on the issue of policing. And it's interesting that these two incidents in Arkansas that have happened, both to Hunter and to the lady who had her car flipped, were both these were both white people so it speaks more to a culture of policing than it does anything specifically racial right does the fact that he's white change anything for you um how do you analyze this situation that's sort of just starting there's a there's a call right now for justice for hunter
1: No, I don't. It doesn't change anything to me because the whole one of the things that we've been talking about. Yes, we've been talking about there being an issue of um, an attack on black and brown people. But at the same time, the other part of it is the attack is because of the police and there needs to be police reform. I found it interesting that. The same things that they were asking for in Justice for Hunter are the same things that we ask for when we're asking for police reform. They're saying that there needs to be a change. They're asking the same questions. Why couldn't he have done this? Why didn't he, you know, wait? Why didn't he like all these questions? And it doesn't matter that Hunter's white. It's the fact that this police needed better training that's another thing that they're saying there needs to be some type of reform these people who are calling for justice for hunter are also saying this is happening all over the country they're acknowledging it there is a problem within our country when it comes to police and it just shows the need the need for it the need for reform hmm. doesn't change anything for me
0: so the uncle's name—it that's
1: to it to be honest
0: the uncle's name is jesse uh, and Jesse said that he shut down the officers' assertion that Hunter was shooting at a uh, police. There's an investigation that's going on right now. Uh Jesse, like I said, said that Hunter was up all night trying to fix his trucks transmission. He, they asked him what justice is, and Jesse says, Justice looks like this officer gets getting what's coming to them, just like any one of us would if we shot and killed somebody. Uh uh, Harley Britton who is Hunter's other uncle said that the incident shows a need for law enforcement reform this is happening all over the country and this is happening too close to home for us if he felt like he was in danger he's got a taser on his hip he didn't reach for that he reached for his gun and shot a 17 year old boy uh, in cold blood in his throat is apparently where yeah. Hunter was shot um, so look Uh. I think when we talk about the police but we use race as a very, very specific structure here that we're up against, and you know that actually uh, is apt in most of these situations. Yeah, you know, right. when you look at the the rate in which Black people are arrested, detained, pulled over, whatever, um, the reason why these incidents go bad more is because we're being stopped, profiled, and targeted more. Mm-hmm. That is a separate issue from the substandard and incompetent policing. That we're getting all over the country. And I don't understand how, as an American, you can't be aghast at the rate in which we're seeing this happen. At the prevalence of the police, people that we've bestowed with almost godlike power in society, they tell you to stop, you gotta stop. They tell you to stand, you gotta stand. Until you pull over, you gotta pull over. Hands up, spread them, whatever you do. With the, and they just seem to be accidental terrorists all over the country. This not fucking yeah. with y'all. Yeah. Like I, I I I don't I don't I don't know what to say. Do you think that this kid being white is going to make this go any different of a way? Like what how does this
1: No. It's not going to make it because it's got to be. And I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast. It's got to be somebody you know with, with a it's got to be somebody white, the child of somebody who's white with power where whose parent has power or money or you know what I mean? Somebody who's like strongly against police reform. It's gotta be somebody like that where mm. it's got to hit home. Um, because even here they tried to lie on Hunter. They tried to say that he was in the woods play, like shooting at police officers at mm. three in the morning as if there are that many police officers driving by. I mean, mm. it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I think, though, that and we didn't talk about this last week, but it's but it shows that the answer is not putting out more police officers. The answer isn't more cops. And we didn't talk about this last week with with Joe Biden and what and what I don't know if he proposed it or if he already implemented it. But that's not the answer here. It's just not.
0: Well, What um, is the answer?
1: I mean, isn't that a question that we're asking all the time, every single time we have to discuss one of these shootings? I don't know.
0: Man, look, it, it, they're starting to ask a lot of us as citizens. It's just starting, it's becoming harder. It, look, I'm not going to go on a whole deal, you know, but fuck, man. It's 17 years old. 17 years old. And, one, and I want to see just as much energy for this one uh, as there's been for all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I want to see people up in arms there in Arkansas. If we have to get some people down there to light a fire, then we'll go down there and we'll we'll light a fire. Because the reality is race is a component in everything that happens in America. But the most dangerous race in America right now is clearly blue. Clearly blue. So, you know, um, we'll give you updates on this as it happens. It's developing. It's only been a couple of days out three, four days since all of this kind of came to, to the forefront. And so as we know more, uh, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but that's, that, that's two incidents involving, you know, the Arkansas the po- police in the state of Arkansas in a short period of time, right there. Like I, it, the fuck about it, just being there, but we have to get a handle on this situation. This is getting crazy. It's getting
1: wild. Is that where the police officer, uh, uh pushed over the car. That's into the same the place. Ditch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: same place. Although I think he was a statey. I think that, that guy was a state trooper. Um, Alright. Oh. Scotty Pippen. Did you see this?
1: What's 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 happened to Scotty?
0: I don't know. I'm so concerned about Scotty Pippen. Right? So, so there are Thought Warriors out there who might not know who Scotty Pippen is, which is interesting. Scotty Pippen is <laughs> one of the uh whatever you want to hear, whatever you believe. Scotty's one of the greatest fucking basketball players of all time. I know people don't want to think that. Do are you one of these people that's down on Scottie Pippen? No. You're not. There's some people I don't that think say there would
1: have been there would not have been six championships
0: without Scottie
1: Pippen. But Scottie Pippen was very crucial to Michael Jordan being it. I'm not taking away from Michael Jordan, but I'm just saying he was right there with him.
0: Let me ask you a question. Let's say that Scottie Pippen would have never joined Michael Jordan on the Bulls. Do you think that Michael Jordan would have won championships? He
1: would have won championships he would not have won six Mm,
0: six Scotty was there for all of Jordan's six championships Uh, the best wing defender in the history of the game in my opinion a complete stat filler all right And
1: didn't Jordan say that in the last dance did Jordan not co-sign that
0: I don't know that thought okay I might make that part up maybe he did but in the last dance everything worth note that Michael Jordan said was about himself (laughs) (laughs) Michael yo I could see how Michael got it done. Nobody believes in Michael Jordan more than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan <laughs> is fucking great. All right, so, uh, you know, Scottie Pippen, seven-time All-Star, one of the 50 greatest NBA players of all time, six-time champion. Uh, he talked about a very, very infamous moment. So Michael Jordan retired two years to go play baseball. Most people, most casual fans know this. During that time, the Bulls were still good. It was actually more like mm-hmm. a year and a half. The Bulls were still good. As a matter of fact, there was only one full season that Michael was actually gone. And in that full season, the Bulls managed to still win 55 games, 55 games. They were an elite NBA team and made it to the second round of the playoffs where they were eliminated in seven games, I think, against the New York Knicks, if I remember. Uh, well, in one of the series that, um, <laughs> that they played in that season, there was a last second shot and Phil Jackson Drew that last second shot up for a guy named Tony Kukoc, who is one of the best six men of all time in basketball, and not for Scottie Pippen, who I think was like third or fourth in MVP voting that year. So we all thought, so by the way, what's worse is that Tony came in and drilled the shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Phil knew what he was doing.
0: Phil knew what he was doing. Coach Phil Jackson was the coach of the team, and he drew the shot up for um, Tony Kukoc and not for Scottie Pippen. Now, Scotty refused to come in the game after he didn't get the shot. Tony got the shot. He hit the shot.
1: Mind you, there were 1.8 seconds left. It's not like he set out a whole quarter or something. He didn't
0: set out a whole quarter. <laughs> 1.8 seconds. Most people thought that for whatever reason, Phil thought that Tony was in his bag a little bit better or whatever. Scotty just said that Phil Jackson is a fucking racist. Scottie, like, <laughs> Scotty Wait a second. Hold on, on. <laughs> Scotty, run the sound, man. Run, like, run the run the sound. Listen to listen to this, guys. Run the sound. But have you talked to Phil about this? Because you, by saying a racial move, then you're
2: you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. Do you think Phil was or is?
0: Oh uh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that. Okay. He goes on to not at all back off the assertion that Phil Jackson, Hall of Fame coach, was or is a racist. Now, here's the thing Scottie Pippen offered absolutely zero evidence.
2: That's it. it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's <laughs> zero evidence that supports that claim.
1: Racism is not the same as favoritism. And maybe he favored Tony Kukoc over you in that for that last second play, which clearly was the correct decision. We know we don't know if Scotty would have made it or not. But Tony did, and they moved on. The fact that he called him—I was waiting for something else. Like you brought this to my attention. When I saw the clip, I thought, okay, okay, he's going to offer some sort of evidence. When you make that type of accusation against someone that is damaging of their reputation, we know Phil Jackson to be one way to call him a racist, and and I mean, coming from Scottie Pippen too. So it, it's it's tough, right? Because. He offered no evidence. Nobody else has said anything close that I know of that even comes close to him being any sort of way. I'm not sure what the book he wrote on about Kobe. I don't know what he's referencing. I do know. Did he he say something?
0: uh, Phil Jackson wrote a book after his first stint with the Lakers was over. Mm -hmm. And he talked about the fact that he thought Kobe was uncoachable. He said, I can't coach this kid. It was very famous when it happened back in the day. I remember I was in my early 20s, and it was a big deal. And then him and Cole patched it up. He came back and coached the team. It's gravy. Which –
1: A lot of people have talked about playing with Kobe and how he is. So that's Mm -hmm. not even anything that that was a one off, like he was the only one who said it. But the reason I say that he didn't offer any evidence on one hand. So nobody's ever said anything. So it's like, okay, where's this coming from? But on the other hand, he played under Phil Jackson for so many years. So a part of me is like, does he know something? that we don't know <laughs> have people been too afraid because he's phil jackson legendary coach to say anything i'm serious i part of me goes huh yo huh.
0: yo you,
1: and the, the sad thing is he looks crazy saying it. scotty he looks we gotta, crazy we gotta, we gotta
0: check on scotty pippen we got to check on Scotty Pippen. I'm serious. All the shit that Scottie Pippen was saying before about Kevin Durant and all of these guys and all of that stuff, that's fine. Those are his basketball opinions. Scotty looked disheveled. He got that liquor with him wherever he go. It, it, it's, it's, like, it's like he got that liquor bottle. We got to check on Scotty, man. I, by the way, I'm not saying that Phil Jackson, to your point, I'm not saying that it's 100% that Phil Jackson wasn't a racist. What I'm saying is we have never heard that until now. And I think it is fucking horribly irresponsible and lame and all the way fucked up to make that type of accusation against somebody and give no evidence to support it. Like, right. Like just
1: kept saying the same thing over and over again. Two things. One, as you pointed out, he does have a new liquor. And he's selling a book. So I don't know if this is something to get as TD, TD on our team pointed out to us. I don't know if this is him trying to garner attention because he's got some things that he's trying to sell. But my thing is, will we hear back from from Phil Jackson? Will Phil Jackson respond to this? Do you he's, think he, he's got to? I don't think he will. He's got I don't think he will. He's got to respond. He
0: gotta respond. <laughs> Phil can't be out here in these streets having people think he calls himself the Zen master. Like master, <laughs> master or what? Like all of this time, he was telling us. So, like, it, <laughs> so, so, my thing, my thing is, we have to be careful of people who do this. If this is some Kanye esque shit, you got product to sell, and you out here making outrageous claims. If this is true, Scotty Pippen got to come with some real evidence and tell some real stories. They give us some insight into why Phil Jackson is a racist. It Maybe is it's dis- in
1: the new book. Maybe it's in the new book coming out, and this was a teaser.
0: Maybe it is, but it better be, because it's disgusting to throw those terms around <laughs> really and weaponize is. that type of stuff just for your own personal gain, right? for your own personal shine. The reality, I, I've never heard that. By, no. the in, by the Even end, Dan
1: Patrick tried to give him an out, and he was like, uh, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. The book he wrote about Kobe... Him and Kobe got to be fine. Him and Shaq had like a father-and-son relationship. Michael Jordan didn't want to come back without Phil Jackson. I'm not saying that any of these things did mean that Phil Jackson is not a racist. I'm just saying if he was a racist, he hid that shit better than fucking Where's Waldo. Like, he was the best at hiding if he was, in fact, a racist. His
1: definition was favoritism. Listen, do you think this is going to affect Scottie Pippen on ESPN?
0: Is he still on ESPN? I think he still comes on the jump. Oh, still on the jump. I mean, probably not. They probably want him now. Want him even more. ESPN's got some issues. Speaking of ESPN, um, there's something very important I want to discuss because we're gonna we we, we got to get off the Scotty thing, but something I want to discuss. Have you did you see what happened this weekend with Chauncey Billups?
1: Van, I yes, because I was shocked because I had never heard any of this before.
0: Mm-hmm. Thought Warrior community, Which... Thought Warrior community, I want your help here. Because this is in the arena of sports, but it's something that really fucking matters in a lot of different ways. Chauncey Billups is an assistant coach right now with the LA Clippers. He is a former finals MVP with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, One of the defining point guards of his generation, I would say. Mr. Big Shot, they called him. Uh, He also worked for ESPN for some years before transitioning into being a coach. It was just recently announced that Chauncey Billups is getting the head coaching job in Portland. Okay. Congratulations, I guess, are in order for Chauncey Billups. He's getting the head coaching job in Portland. There was an outcry over this because upon learning that he was getting the job in Portland, the fans of the Portland Trailblazers uh, brought to light something that I had never heard of.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, which was the fact that in 1997, Chauncey Billups, along with his teammate at that time, a guy named Ron Mercer, were accused of rape by a woman who says that they, uh, she was at a comedy club with them, left with them, ended up in the condo of one of their teammates, a guy named uh, Antoine Walker, who played for the Celtics at that point, and that she was forced to give oral sex to them. Uh, and do other sexual acts At some point she blacked out She woke up next to Antoine Walker's roommate In a bed Condoms everywhere And she was uh, had pain in her throat And in other places feeling like she had been violated Um, She was taken to the hospital Sperm was collected Criminal charges were never filed Against Chauncey Billups and Ron Mercer Who both denied Ever having gone to Antoine Walker's apartment he did say and i
1: just also sure. add that the medical report did um uh coincide with her story with bruising um it's, there were there were bruises on her that showed that she'd been dragged across the floor uh with rug burns so it it went along with everything that she was saying that happened
0: yeah it's a disgusting situation um a tragic uh situation uh both billups and mercer deny Going to Ron, uh, to Antoine Walker's apartment, they say that they were with her. She did perform oral sex on them uh, once in the car, and I think I think maybe once at Chauncey Billups's apartment is what Ron Mercer said. And then after that, uh, they don't know what happened to her or how she got to Antoine Walker's apartment, and that they were never there. Okay, they said everything that happened with her was consensual. This happened in nineteen ninety seven. Chauncey Billups went on to have A very impressive Hall of Fame level NBA career, being Alice with ESPN, and now that he is a coach, this is coming to light. I'm going to make you uh, the GM of the Portland Trail Blazers. Based upon what you know right now, would you be comfortable with having Chauncey Billups as your head coach?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, let's just not even add to. Let's add to the fact that he has almost zero coaching experience, right? I'm not taking away from who he is as a basketball player. Um, He played, what, almost 17 years in the league. He just started coaching in the fall of last year. Now you add that there is this history of something happened, right? He wasn't criminally charged, but let's also add that there was a civil suit and he did settle with her. Settled the
0: civil suit out of court, yes.
1: He settled something. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's something there just because criminal charges weren't brought. There was a civil a civil suit file. Um, that's enough for me to not want this person to be representative of my team, of my franchise, um, to be when you're a coach, you're a leader and you're setting an example, not just for the players that you coach, but for young boys and girls who are looking up to you as the, the leader of their favorite team. And if this when you put somebody in that place and just like neither I nor you had ever heard about this with Chauncey Billups, when you with him being the coach, this is something that I believe would also just get buried and we won't talk about it anymore. And these people who look up to him will never know that this is something that was attached to his name and his legacy. There are so many other options for head coach. It's not like they only had Chauncey Billups as an option and he doesn't even have coaching experience. Okay. I just find it appalling that this was something that they knew about, that there was a public outcry from the, from fans of Portland, uh, of the Portland tra- tra- uh, Trailblazers, from people in the city of Portland, yet they still chose to ignore that and make him their head coach. And to me, it shows not just that the Portland Trailblazers, but also the NBA has made it very clear that it's fine to commit acts of violence or to have these type of allegations, whatever it may be. I'm only saying allegations because he wasn't criminally charged, against... A coach or a player, and we can ignore it, and it's fine. It's totally fine to disrespect women where their claims, this is the message I feel like they're sending out that their claims that the things that happen to them aren't taken seriously. That's mm-hmm. the message that they're sending right now.
0: So, there are a couple of things that compound this and make it a little worse. Number one is that Portland went out of its way to let everybody know that they were considering hiring a coach named Becky Hammond, who is an assistant coach with the uh, San Antonio Spurs and has been an assistant coach with them for a little while and has a very, very stellar reputation around league circles for what a great basketball mind she is. People thought that this might be the year that Becky Hammond would get a shot to be in the head coaching job. Now I personally don't want Becky Hammond to leave. San Antonio. I want her to take over for Greg Popovich after he leaves. I think that's the some perfect situation. Some people say that's the, the move. So, yes. uh, that's the perfect situation for her. But you know, I'm sure she would jump at the opportunity to be an uh, NBA head coach, no matter what, unless there's some sort of deal uh, in place there for her to 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 stay and um, and be the coach of of uh, of the San Antonio Spurs. Another situation is that there was a coach before this. That they considered up there in Portland, a guy by the name of Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd pled guilty to spousal abuse back in the day. So uh, he was eventually hired by the Dallas Mavericks today. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> he was hired by the Dallas Mavericks. So Jason Kidd's situation uh, is a little a little bit less amb- ambiguous than Chauncey Billis's is, okay? Uh, he was hired uh there is a history of violence against women and you have up in portland another guy who seemingly has a history of violence against women and then i'll tell you why the reason why i say seemingly i legitimately don't know what you're supposed to do here
2: Hmm.
0: well i don't i this is one why i don't know what you're supposed to do why because because i'll tell you why i'll tell you why um It's not lost on me that there are situations like Brian Banks. There are situations like Gennaro Wilson. There are situations where things didn't happen, right? And they are very small. When I say very small, I mean about 2% of the time a woman says she was sexually assaulted and she's actually not sexually assaulted. It's very, very low. The numbers are out there. If you have an open mind and an open heart, you can go get them. It, It doesn't happen. So my thing is... If there are no if you're an organization and you don't want to hire Chauncey Billups because of his proximity to what happened in 1997, I have absolutely no problem with that. No problem, no problem with an organization saying, "Hey, that's too much for us. We don't want to be involved in that." That's fine. The fact that it that that situation would be automatically disqualifying is a little harder for me because. He's not guilty of anything. There's an allegation out there. When I say he's not guilty of anything, I'm not saying you mean, what like I think. In this
1: court system,
0: yeah, I'm saying that like there's there's an allegation out there, an allegation that, for all intents and purposes, was adjudicated. Like it?
1: No, it wasn't adjudicated because he was never charged.
0: Well, the fact that he was never charged means that now, de facto, it was adjudicated because. Well,
1: there's a civil suit, which means, which the burden of proof is a lot less, mm-hmm. preponderance of an evi- of the evidence, right? So, 51%, he settled that case. Right. He didn't take his chances in court, right. which he could have. All right. Whether that was for monetary reasons, whether it's because he did it, he settled.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and that, so it so always your, raises your, an eyebrow. It always opinion, raises an
1: eyebrow when you settle. So Maybe settlement, it's to avoid the publicity. Of I, 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 don't, don't, know, like I right. don't
0: know why he settled. I know, like, but remember now, he settled, Kobe settled, Michael Jackson settled. There have been a lot of people who've settled. Oh,
1: and there's a lot of people who think those people were guilty.
0: And I'm not saying that they weren't, but what I'm telling you is that just as... We it,
1: don't know the reason. I
0: right, right. Well, well... Look, the reason could have been that they don't want their dirty laundry being out there, and they don't want to be what? they don't want to be found guilty. But what he I'm saying is, he was a is,
1: rookie. He was right, a rookie when that happened.
0: Right. What I'm saying is, those people were allowed to continue to work.
1: That happened in 1997. He went on to play for 17 more years. Right. And then I, worked for ESPN. Which you I don't have to be the coach.
0: Which, which I under, which I understand. Which I'm saying is because all of that to me is the part to where I go. All right, so he was. it was cool enough for him to be the NBA Finals MVP. It was cool enough for him to work for Disney. But now that he wants to be the coach of the team, this is disqualifying. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. I'm just saying that there is a point to where I'm wondering, like, what is the standard here? Is, this well, the, is the standard an allegation and a settlement means you did it, that's it, it's over, and anything that you're trying to progress forward in your life, you can't do it?
1: Well, this is what I think. It's always been wrong to answer your question when you're like, it was It was okay for him to play this many years in the league, to be MVP, to work for ESPN. It was always wrong. But we're living in a time now where we don't look over those wrongs and we recognize them like we should have been doing years ago, hmm. right? After the Me Too movement happened, now people are aren't afraid to stand up and speak out and, and companies and organizations are saying, hey, you know what? We've gotten this wrong before and we're trying to get it right now. It should have been an issue back then. It wasn't. Hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? So I think now, to answer your question, when it's like, why, you know, you didn't say, why is this coming up? But like, it, why is it an issue now? Well, it should have always been an issue.
0: Hmm. Just
1: now we're talking about Word it up. in a different way.
0: Word up. Look, uh... Never knew that about Chauncey. It was incredibly disappointing to learn because he has such a sterling reputation as a guy around in NBA circles. Um, And another thing about it that's just sad is that. Just how many guys just got involved in stuff like this? It seems like fucking everybody's a fucking rapist, alleged rapist, fucking abuser, toucher. It's just like is it's like it's like it's almost like it's three dudes out there that ain't never raped nobody.
1: Have you seen Promising Young Woman? Yes. Reminds you that. Yeah. Right? Right.
0: It's just wild. Almost yeah. to the point to where you just like want to fucking throw your hands up. Um but when I first came out when I first came out, when I first read it. I actually was when I first came out. When I um when I first read it, I was like, I actually felt, in a way, I was like, "Yo, man," like after all of this year, they they they're bringing this up now, um. And then you read the account, and the account is pretty bad. But I still don't know what you do. Like I, I wouldn't have any. Well,
1: if you're Portland, you 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 hire him and keep it moving.
0: I I I can't say that I have a problem with them hiring him.
1: Okay. Well, I do because there were other options. That's not—he's not even qualified, right? And I can't
0: say that I have a problem with them, with with somebody not hiring them. Um, so you're
1: you're in the middle. You're indifferent.
0: I'm not not indifferent. I just don't think that I have. There's nothing. I like to be intellectually certain of things as much as possible. If I'm going to have like a clear stand on them, Mm -hmm. and me taking the stand to say if you were in any way ever involved in anything that has to do with any sexual assault, like you're dead to me. Well, it's, it's not even that. Because like this, this, this case right here is 1997. Yo, this is literally less than a handful of years after the Central Park five. And it's like, and, and, and and you, you just, as much as we're going to like, kind of and not you it's very it, it, like it's it, i understand but as much as we're going to grandstand it's just not always that cut and dry in in these situations it's it's not
1: but i i guess i would feel you if he didn't have the career that he's had and they had other options for a coach and i think that there's certain questions that you're asked like like for a bar exam like there's certain questions that were asked like moral questions that you that you have to take be asked before you can, um, not necessarily take the bar, but whether your license is granted to you. And so I think those type of questions also come with this type of job Mm. because of what you represent in this position as the leader of this team, of this franchise. Um, I just don't feel the same way that you do because there are other options. And because of the career that Chauncey has had,
0: right, and the fact that your proximity, and he's to something, not qualified, the proximity to something like that—I
1: <laughs> just gotta keep saying
0: it—the proximity to something like that is enough for it to for it to be disqualifying. I completely yeah. get that. I completely get that. Um, but also, it's just the ripple effects of it were crazy because it was rumored that this guy was the guy that uh, Damian Lillard wanted. Who, oh,
1: I thought that was a re- I thought he really did want him. I didn't know that was a rumor.
0: Well, I don't know that Dame has come out and said that that was okay. the guy that he wanted, but obviously Dame who would have been a kid when this was going on, he didn't have any knowledge of this. Nobody had any knowledge of this. The fans kind of got upset with Dame and then a report dropped that Dame is now threatening to leave Portland because the fans beat him up about it. You know what I mean? So, it's just it's just wild. It's wild, but more more than anything I'm just aghast at how many. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just aghast every time I learn something like this. Like, uh, going to uh,
1: read the book.
0: I have to. So all of this was detailed in the book. I have to read the book. I I don't. I'm not gonna be caught slipping like this again. I should have read it before. I am. I
1: never heard of it.
0: I had never heard of it either. I am going to read the book. Yeah. I'm going to read the book just so I know that I don't have a jersey on of somebody that had this situation and did this and did that and did this. I It's, it's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. Let's take a break. All right. Critical race theory has a new enemy, Pat Robertson.
1: Is it,
0: a, is it a new? Look, I thought Pat Robertson was down with us. Listen, remember what he did with the uh, one
1: step forward, 15 steps back.
0: I gave him unexpected ally of the week. See, this is the problem with unexpected ally of the week. (laughs) The problem with unexpected ally of the week is. It only lasts for a week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really just a podcast. Really
0: just a podcast. (laughs) That's why it's unexpected. Um, so he had, he spoke out against police brutality. I gave him an unexpected hour of the week. And it's then funny. when it came to critical race theory, Pat Robertson had this to say on the 700 Club. What is it that the people of color have been oppressed by
1: the white people and the white people begin to be racist by the time they're, uh, two or three months old. And they're,
0: they, therefore the people of color have to rise up and overtake their oppressors and then having gotten the whip handle, if I can use that term,
1: then <laughs> to instruct their white neighbors how to behave.
0: Now that's critical race theory. <laughs> this niggas <laughs> old as <is> dirt. If I can
1: use that term. I think it sound like
0: an old, right. I... <laughs> like old problematic ass Yoda. This like is old He's as He's
1: ninety one. Oh my god! He's ninety one years old. <laughs> like, if you if you listen to that, please make sure you go watch it. You need to see what Pat Robertson is out here looking
0: like. He says that critical race theory is a monstrous evil. All right, I have a I have a broader question about critical race theory. Okay. Is the fight for critical race theory, in your opinion, worth giving the conservatives something big and fat to demonize? Mm,
1: that's a good question. So
0: that they can bring more people to it? because we can have conversations about the merit of critical race theory all that we want. The reality is this. By now, anybody who wants to know what critical race theory is can go find out what critical race theory is. It is a reimagining or not actually reimagining. It is a, a look at society uh, through the lens of some of the racial disparities that have um, manifested themselves in Americana since the beginning. OK, mm-hmm. uh, it's a critical look into those disparities, uh, how they relate to the average individual. And how race actually, how racism acts as something more than an individual choice um, and becomes a systemic condition. And I don't think there are very many objective-minded, open-minded people that wouldn't say that race is a systemic condition at this point, okay? The limit to which it is is actually what critical race theory seeks. It's the question critical race theory seeks to answer, all right? Um, But what it's become, and it's not being taught in schools, by the way. By and large, <laughs> critical race theory is not being taught in schools. It's something that you find in the collegiate level or sometimes in the postgraduate level. It's by and large, it's not being taught in schools. Correct. But what it is becoming now is uh, um what it is becoming now is a big sort of demon for the right wing portion of this country and a lot of races to rally people to their side. Uh, And I'm starting to wonder, as much as I think critical race theory is useful, uh, I don't know very many black people who live and die by it. I'm starting to wonder, is the fight for CRT worth giving them sort of a big, huge enemy that they can use to rally all of these people around to their side?
1: So it's too late.
0: Mm.
1: It's too mainstream at this point. Yeah. I don't even feel like we're fighting for it anymore. I feel like we're defending it that it's not what people like Pat Robertson have to say it is. Right. At this point, it is something that they have taken and they have run with it and it's every night on Tucker Carlson's show and you're bringing in all these people to talk about it and they are making it a bigger deal. They are, you know, implementing this fear into the homes of white folks that you better you better pay attention to what this is or else they're going to grab the whip by the handle and get you like your ancestors used the to whip get at them 30300 <laughs> years ago you know what i mean it's it's too late at this point it mm-hmm. is already a hot bed issue for 2024 we're talking about it every night. We could literally stop talking about it right now, but it won't stop them from still doing it because it is now the new thing that they're going to use in this new election to set divide us even further, to scare them so they can stick together against us because you don't want your America taken away from you again. This is the new thing. Mm. This is it.
0: The reason why I asked that question is because I read a very interesting article in the New York Times. Uh, and... My leftist, damn near socialist, communist (laughs) mind was actually fucking fried by this headline was a growing number. uh, Well, not the headline, but a blur from a growing body of evidence indicates that large numbers of black and Latino voters may simply take a more centrist view on the very issues, race and criminal justice that progressives assumed would rally voters of color to their side. So uh, according to this article, which was really, really good in the Times, uh, there's evidence that suggests that black and Latino people are not quite as progressive as the progressive progressives actually need them to be. And that we have to be a little bit more strategic in fights to build voting blocks, because some of these issues we might not have as much. uh strength with them as we think that they do as some of the citrus. And the thing about CRT is where I's the 1619 project is not critical race theory. uh, But, you know, Kimberly Crenshaw's writings are, and they are very, very, very important. But the question is, is it something in the broader sense of American society that is worth the fight?
1: Hmm. I mean no uh, no but it's taken it's got gotten so out of control that you just said things that aren't. I don't know if they're not public knowledge. It's just not what's being talked about. Like people are talking about implementing CRT into our, into the school system. It's mm-hmm. not in the school system. Teachers don't teach this in elementary and junior high and high school. This isn't something that's being taught, but for some reason that's the rhetoric that's out there. Uh, to your point about the party, I think that that's on, that's happening on both sides of of the spectrum, right? We've got progressives and you've got, you know, your centrists, your moderates and I think that the Democratic Party is split, and I think that the Republican Party is split. So, I mean, what you what you what you talked about in that article doesn't necessarily surprise me. But to go back to CRT, I go back to what I said the first time: we're so far into this now, it's too late. We're mm. in too deep. This is it. It's gonna it's gonna be something every person who is running in twenty twenty four will talk about, hmm. and for those who don't want to, they're going to have to defend it because there's going to be accusations that they're supporting this, that it is this. I mean, listen to the ridiculousness
0: that Pat Robertson just said. Mm-hmm. What? Well, my uh, and that's another problem that I have. I think that the 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 issue that I have is it's something that is so simply. Uh, taken out of context and demonized, it's it's a little bit more easy to demonize it than it is to explain it. And things like that are always weird. It's like what we don't have, and that's why I say shout out to Mark Lamont Hill. You guys, if you guys are looking for a show that is simply the smartest show to watch with a broadcaster slash scholar who is giving you the business every single night in a heady and academic way on these things, watch uh black news tonight on the black news channel, or watch the clips on YouTube with Mark Lamont Hill, who is just doing a fantastic job in having the conversation around CRT. Um, and so it's not like I'm saying that, like it, that we shouldn't strive to reimagine and not reimagine, but strive to reeducate Americans based upon these things. We definitely should. Uh, but we do have to do a better job i think of relating this stuff to the average person who i feel like there are white people who are listening to our our podcast right now with as liberal as a, a as an audience as we have that are kind of scared of c- critical race theory when it's nothing to be afraid of it's actually when, when i say it's nothing to be afraid of it's actually like a nothing thing it's an incredibly important academic idea and way of thinking and way of looking but it's not having any real impact on the world right now at all like it's like it it's 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 something that it's really not this big demon that it's pumped up to be and it's almost to the point now to where i almost wish it had never become a subject to talk about
1: i get that well now you've
0: got religion behind
1: it yeah. you know what i mean so now you're slapping religion on it and so it, it adds a whole nother level to it to the people who have continued to make pat Ro- pat robertson and the likes of him as popular as they are did you know that pat robertson's dad was like a a, a dixie crap
0: no but that doesn't i mean that doesn't surprise me
1: it doesn't surprise me but it's like when when i knew we were talking about him and i was like really looking going down a deep dive on him I was like, well, no wonder he's the way that he is. His dad was against the civil rights movement yeah. completely and for segregation and Jim Crow laws. So yeah. this is who Pat Robertson is and continues to be. So no wonder he says these types of things. We can no longer make him the uh, unexpected ally of the week. No. He's done.
0: So here's the way the unexpected ally of the week works. It's It's basically, you can get it, right? You can get it more than one time, but you can only lose it once. Once you fucked up, okay. You can't come back. Like, there are certain people who can't be the unexpected ally of the week.
1: So what is it that they have when, like, you do something in a business establishment and they have, like, your picture on the wall mm-hmm. and it's like, this person is no longer allowed to come back in here? We got to establish something like that because the first person in it is Pat Robertson. Yeah. No more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So many people got to name it something. Hall we, of Shame. Hall, I don't know. Hall of Shame or the... the, 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 the the thought warrior ban list or something like that i don't know we got to think about something catchy it's not jumping off at me right now pat robertson's on that um but he's not on it because he disagrees with us about crt he's on it because there are plenty of people who i respect who disagree about crt and don't think that crt is useful uh i happen to academically disagree with him he's on it because he used religion and called it (laughs) a monstrous evil and that type of rhetoric doesn't have any place here on the Thought Warrior community. No, it okay, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have any rhetoric here. It's like he's describing the community.
1: boogeyman when he talks about it. Right. And they teach you at two to three months, years. Yeah, it sounds insane.
0: Right, From Republican CRT, Fox News, Tucker Carlson. Hey, man, Tucker Carlson going to do it pretty soon. Tucker Carlson going to drop an N word on this show pretty soon. That's just going to put him over the top. Tucker Carlson is going crazy over there, man. He's going nuts over there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. White he replacement
0: is. shit. Tucker Carlson is just going <laughs> crazy. Tucker Carlson going to get on there one day. Like, I tell you what, you know what we got to do? We got to stop these niggers from stealing and it's not going to do nothing but have his, have his ratings go through the roof. They don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah. I said it. They say it. Why can't they, they, we why say can't, it? Why
0: can't we say it? You know, I got to ask white people this question. And by the way, we're going to do the higher learning hang. Uh, somebody out there said that she was going to plan the higher learning hang. I got to get back to her on Twitter. We're going to do the higher learning hang after we do the higher learning hang, we're going to do grapes and cheese and like champagne. We're going to watch the movie. Okay. okay. And then we're going to do grapes and cheese and champagne. We're going to do this outdoor somewhere. We're going to get a big inflatable theater. a big inflatable wow. thing. I'm telling you, we're going to do this. We're going to get grapes and cheese and champagne. I'm just going to, me and Bozeman are going to be around and, and Kalika. And we're just going to ask people questions. We're just going to ask white people questions. I just want to know. I just want to know why we have to keep explaining the N-word thing to them over and over and over again.
1: I think our audience probably gets it.
0: I don't know if that's true. I think there's some we'll, people in the we'll audience. We'll find out in the yeah, Q&A. Especially like once they have a couple of drinks in them. I think, this is what I'm saying. Let's say we get 300 people to the higher learning hang. Let's say it's 300. Wow. And we, let's say 30% of those people are white. So what's, okay. what's that math? I don't know what that math is. What is that? What's 30% like of 300?
1: A, like a little less than 100.
0: A little less than 100, okay? So a little less than 100 people. All right. I think out of 100 white people, once we get the champagne flowing, I think I can get five N-words out of them.
1: <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> What's the Just the fact that you're even calculating this in your head. I Why, Van? Why? Because
0: I just think, I think there's a latent N-word gene that exist in white people.
1: So you think they're gonna say it to your face? They'll say it. The only way that's gonna happen is if you play a song.
0: The song. And is if you easy. don't
1: know, now, now you know, know. That's nigga.
0: Not- <laughs> nigga. Oh, nigga. let me tell you something. <laughs> if we play, if we start playing songs, that number goes up to like fifteen, twenty. I'm talking about. I can I can extract five n words out of the thought Wars. <laughs> I already know who they are. Because I'll be on the, I'll be on the, I know you in where thought words are. All right, time for Vans, very serious question of the week. Okay. okay. Put yourself in a situation to where, we're not talking about your actual parents now. We're just talking about parents. So what I'm okay. saying is, this is not the judge, this is not Miss Lindsay. This okay. is just parents, general parents, right. the feeling that you have for parents. If you were out and you're, you're your age now, okay. you're not as a kid, if you were out and you saw one of your parents, either your mother this. or your father, <laughs> on a date with somebody else, would you tell the other parent
1: i I've, I've thought about this, <laughs> not on a date, but like I've thought about what it what, what I would do. I absolutely would tell the other parent
0: I have a because friend, I've thought about this I' have before. a friend that's going through this.
1: Shoot, okay, okay, does the friend know or okay, does that parent know that the that your friend knows? Nope, so he or she saw the parent didn't even confront the parent,
0: so this is what happened
1: It was tough
0: he or she it's was was coming back from Miami, laid over in New Orleans, mhm-, all right. Uh, decided hey I'm gonna stay an extra day in New Orleans was out in New Orleans on the street and saw one of their parents leaving a hotel room mm. with a person mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. person gets around the corner they're going to say what's up to their parents like, hey it's me was picked up the phone and was trying to call call was going straight to voicemail then stops and sees their parent who's in their mid-60s on the sidewalk, hand on this other person's butt, and kissing. And then the person was white.
1: Oh, and your Uh, friend's black.
0: Double whammy, baby.
1: So, and your friend walked away? Uh, yes. Okay, so here's the thing. There is no way. That is extremely... I don't want to say serendipitous, but the fact that all of that had to take place, all the stars had to align for your friend to see that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm telling. Now they knew that there was a possibility that their parent was going to be in new Orleans because of something that was going on in Metairie that they had to go do. So they knew that there was a possibility. They, know they were
1: going to be at that hotel. No. See what I'm saying? Everything had to work out perfectly or maybe not perfectly. But everything had to work out and align for that to happen. For him to walk up at that moment Didn't say it was to to a him.
0: See... Didn't or, say okay, it was... okay. or yeah. her. Sorry. Right, right.
1: They for them to walk up at that moment to see that happen. I'm telling. God wanted me to see this. And it is my duty at this point. To tell, I'm telling.
0: Did did did? That's God, too
1: much for me to carry by myself.
0: Now, did God want you to see it to tell, or did God want you to see it to tell your parent to be like, "Hey, stop what you're doing. I know what it is that you're doing."
1: God wanted me to tell.
0: God wanted you to tell.
1: <laughs> God, God wanted you to tell. God wanted me to tell. Honestly, though, that's devastating. I feel I feel really bad for your friend. Um, I say it like it would be easy. It would be really really hard for me uh maybe harder depending if it was mom or dad but if, i don't know i just
0: i told I, that's
1: too much for me to carry
0: i told them to go to the parent first and ask them to make it stop because i know oh, I, no. I, I know what the dynamic of this relationship is and this is going to be destructive
1: let me tell you something you really trust that parent to stop no oh yeah yeah, yeah i'll stop no <laughs> You got one you got I, honestly I'd probably be like you have three days to tell or I'm telling.
2: Mm. That, this is
1: this is this is the easiest question you've ever given me. I'm telling. <laughs> because if the parent finds out that I knew
0: Yeah, that's another thing.
1: You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if the parent, and yeah. I, I would, I would go to the parent that's cheating first, and I would be like, I, "You put me in this situation. I'm extremely uncomfortable. I don't want to be in this. I'm giving you an opportunity to speak your piece first. If you don't do that and handle that, then I got to say something. This is too much. And is, and I wouldn't feel bad about it because I'm not cheating. Because you did this to the family.
0: So this person, you see right. how
1: much I've thought about this? Yeah, before? you're getting, you're <laughs> getting
0: so upset. So the, and the person, the person goes, you know. I didn't see them so I could just pretend like I never saw it. And oh, I was like, no. no. I was like, no, you can't. You can't pretend like you never your saw it. Your friend's
1: going to be in therapy, too, if not already. That's tough. That's yeah, tough. Well,
0: everybody joined the therapy bandwagon. That's tough. All right.
1: I'm so, this is a dark, serious question. I feel so sorry for your friend. Like My heart really goes out to your friend. That's tough.
0: Now, look, but God wanted you to see it for a reason. Look, I stand look, by that. Now, look, this is, I know this is a touchy subject with us, but do you feel bad that I got a couple jokes off? Like I, 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 gotta, no. like, like,
1: I got. It's, like, not su- I gotta, it's not a touchy. It's not a touchy subject, I gotta, man. I don't I, want you to like, feel like you can't joke. I, no,
0: in this situation, I had to get a couple jokes off.
1: It probably made your friend feel a little bit better, to be honest. Like they need, they probably needed a laugh. I would need a laugh.
0: Yeah, I got. I, I had to get a couple jokes off because I ain't gonna lie. It's just weird to see a person of our age, like really going through it like this. Yeah. Like behind their parents. And these aren't like attractive parents either. <laughs> you know, this is some these are some
1: that's that's an unnecessary detail. You didn't need to include that in I'm the I'm saying
0: these are some Pat Robertsons. You know what I'm saying? These are some these these not like the old, you know, like Denzel is sixty sixty four and they still win it. These are some people that you don't think fuck anymore.
1: Okay, but what was the woman like other than white? You gave us that I'm gonna be we honest. Got with that.
0: You. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't say it was a woman, by the way. I said it was another person. Oh, you person. Did it.
1: Sorry. I've, yeah, I it I didn't. Sorry, I'm picturing it in my head. I didn't say
0: it was a woman because I don't want to give nothing away. I personally think that the other person was on the clock. What do you mean? I think that there was some hired help that was going on if you ask me from the description of the other person i think it was el sex worker
1: oh no so it's not a relationship i don't wow think
0: so. i don't think so i don't think it's a relationship on the clock just, just, just basically. <laughs> look, look for them. make your money all right that's very serious question of the week look uh what me... hotel was it uh what hotel was it i don't think he said just that, but it that was would, uh, it was definitely on. Um, was in the French Quarter? Yeah, it was definitely oh, on uh, wow. Canal though, because he said they walked out Canal. Oh, Canal, of Marriott. Yeah, so it was definitely on Canal though. So they walked out Canal, and they walked down. And he was like, you know, first thought maybe very public street business, get doing fucking the most. That right. was my thing. That's a, that, that's like, a like, very like that public like, street. That, that was my thing. I was like, this might be this might be like doing fucking the most. Doing the most for the first time, I'm going to do a survey on our thought warriors about this particular t- very serious question. Oh, we're doing it on Twitter, Twitter, but
1: do both, do both. Doing, do both.
0: We're doing it on Twitter. We do both. We're doing it on Twitter. We're doing it on there. Would you tell? Would you fucking tell? All right, all right. That's enough. Um, take thing. Caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We out.